0: You're listening to The Dilly Show with author Brendan Dilly, now available as a daily podcast. You can catch the show live Monday through Friday at 12 p.m. Eastern. Go to dillyshow.com for details. And now, your host, Brendan Dilly.
1: That's right. Good morning, MAGA. Welcome to The Dilly Show. I am your host, author Brendan Dilly. It's my book right here. Still breathing the wisdom and teachings of a perfectly flawed man you can pick that up on amazon.com barnesandnoble.com or any other major book retailer check that out today dude i fucking love the new opener rick parma shout out to you brother absolutely killed it every time i hear the saxophone i instantly am feeling like lethal weaponish okay i just am like i am here for that shit dude and magical traveler killed it we got the fucking studio audience uh cheering at the end which kills it and we're gonna have a ton of fun. Happy birthday, Trump's mustache. He is the uh, the legend who's created all of these for the Dilly Show. Every single day we've got a new one, a different one, a fun one, and uh, we all could say thank you and happy birthday to Stash. It is his birthday. And uh, he's he's one of the Dilly Show meme team Extraordinaires, so we appreciate you brothers happy saint patrick's day everybody ah, ah,
2: ah, You got your green on
1: i got my green on i love it you guys doing good oh oh my god there's so much happening today you have no idea so much happening dude behind the scenes crazy ass stuff i'm like wait what we do what big things happening crazy ass things that you're seeing we got to break it down we've uh we may in fact have oh what do we got going on here my hair's all over the place. I was wearing the hat, and then I was like, I don't want to wear the hat. It was just, it was too constricting today, so I took it off. But, yeah, we got big stuff going on, dude. Oh, my God. We are bludgeoning Team DeSantis. Team DeSantis. I don't know this fucking guy's name, and I don't think he knows it anymore either. Very weird. Meatball. Meatball is now putting pop. dude. This this Desantis story about Ray is fucking weird. Ray Desantis had a story come out yesterday. We're gonna talk about it today. Man, this guy's a fucking weirdo. G- oh, a glutton, disgusting. Three finger, three finger Ray is what we're gonna call him. Huh? Is this it? More like is it more the shocker. This is how, according to to fucking inside sources, Rod Desantis eats his pudding like this. He fucking. It's disgusting. It's fucking disgusting. I'm going to talk about it. We're going to explain it. I'm going to break it down. We're going to talk about his strategy for pudding popping. Fucking gross, dude. You can't have a present like that. No. Also, it's a good warning to everybody. Don't shake this guy's fucking hands, okay? He might stink palm you. Don't shake his hand, okay? Don't do it. This guy's hand is disgusting. uh. Hey, Rod. Some fans want to meet you. (laughs) Uh, not now. Uh. <laughs> okay. okay, but <laughs> he eats his fucking pudding like Winnie the Pooh. <laughs> I, I don't know what to say about this dude. This guy is his, his, his. I've never seen somebody with a political career that was so promising in less than three months. Remember, we talked about the failure feedback loop? This dude went from the front runner three months ago for 2028 as the republican nominee to damn near done fucking done 120 days tell me meme warfare ain't real tell me meme warfare ain't real 120 days fucking front runner for 2028 three months later dude you are fucking pudding pop man you are done done. Rod is done. I'm telling you, it's only the worse. President Trump is swinging on this motherfucker for the knockout punch. It's not even May yet. Okay. Dude hasn't even announced and he's already been bodied to the point that he'll probably never, ever have a shot at higher office. It is glorious. It's absolutely beautiful. So we're going to talk about that today's show. We got a, a fucking killer dilly in the wild you guys are going to love. It's a St. Patty's Day edition of the Dilly Show. No rush today. We knock it out. We take our time. And then we're going to do Q&A Friday at the very end. All right, you guys. Dude, it's St. Patrick's Day. Happy St. Patrick's Day, everybody. I hope you guys are having a wonderful time. Um, I am excited uh, today. Today is a, a great day. It's a Friday, number one. We always have fun on Fridays. But m- we've got so much going on around here. You know, we got so much going on uh, at the Dilly Show, the meme team going to the next level. They're finally getting the acknowledgement and the respect and the love and the appreciation they, they deserve. These are tireless, tireless patriots that uh, are crushing it and guess what? The biggest of the big are taking notice of what they're doing, namely Team Trump uh, and certainly a lot of the amazing Trump surrogates we've got on social media, promoting these beautiful, beautiful souls and uh, and then obviously the Dilly Show. So we got a lot of exciting things going on. Um, And I'm really excited because everybody kind of thought I was crazy back in January. And I mean this on social media, I got a lot of social media friends. A lot of the people with big clout, they DM me privately or they'll text me. And we started swinging on team uh, fucking DeSantis, uh, Ray DeSantis and his, his team. We started swinging on them early. I saw it was all it took was a couple of things from President Trump. And I went, okay, fuck this guy. There's no way that this asshole is going to get momentum. And I could see what they were doing. I could see them astroturfing. And my thought process was the easiest way to beat Ray DeSantis uh, in a primary is to bludgeon him so badly, he changes his mind about running. And I could see what President Trump's doing, which is he sees an opportunity. The team, and when I say the team, not just the Dilly team, the collective team, Team Trump, which is... Dilly 300, Dilly Memers, all of you, me, Team Trump, everybody. We have bludgeoned him so badly in the polling. This guy is falling like a fucking rock in the polling in his own state. We haven't even got to states that have never heard of him yet, okay? We haven't even got to places like Rhode Island or fucking, uh, uh, what else? Yeah, Oregon, Nevada. These places, they don't know who the fuck this guy is. Idaho, They don't give a fuck about Ron DeSantis. They don't give a shit about him. Montana. They're like, fuck off, Roy. We're full. We're we're beating his ass so badly, he's not going to even be able to compete in his own state. And this is going to be potentially a career ender for him, at least in public office, if he does not uh, straighten the fuck out soon. It might be too late anyway. But what I love is I love that we kind of set the pace. And if you guys go back to January 30th, Newsweek published an article about me, a hit piece, that Trump supporters are sending a warning to DeSantis, Team DeSantis. And it was basically, it was one of my tweets, and they asked me for comment, and that thing went mega viral. I got attacked nonstop, and I, I fucking knew. I'm like, this is what we're going to do. What we're going to do is hit him so fucking hard that his donors are going to see his cratering numbers, and they're going to go, this isn't worth it. We're going to lose our ass. And shout out to the meme team. They they were like, we're on board with it. Let's do it. They've i they've worked their fucking asses off. I am so impressed with you guys because this really goes back to you. You guys have branded him and ruined him in uh, via meme. I mean, and not only that, but you've exposed a lot of his sinister shit, his shitty voting record with the hell. Obviously, President Trump sets that pace and he puts out the policies and the voting record of DeSantis and then you get memed on top of it. And it is nonstop every fucking day. We've got new stuff like you can't. How do you counterpunch this? Honest to God. Honest to God. You already have heard shit, right? You heard everything all week long. And then all of a sudden you you wake up and you go, maybe, maybe the Dilly 300 meme team and maybe team Trump have taken a day off and they're going to leave our guy alone. No, no, we haven't.
2: That's insecure cuz he's short. Married a hottie at
1: a Disney resort. His hired team of clowns have killed his support. A mega
3: counterfeit. Funded by globalists,
1: they secretly pour. A Ronald Kennedy groomed by a bush. We see who's backing him. It angers us more.
2: Clap. dude
1: <laughs> you're not recovering from that every fucking day are you kidding me mcdellifore is like hold on i have something him and the meme team sit down they go hold on they put together the lyrics that bang out a fucking killer song and they put together the visuals and it's every day we just so we're clear we've put out probably 50 fucking uh, Ray DeSantis fucking memes and I we haven't had a single one clap back do you understand how bad that is when you go 90 days of just getting your ass kicked and nobody on your fucking uh, social media squad has the ability to counter you can't counter punch not one counter you couldn't do I say there's another one in the meme room right now so I gotta grab another one hold on okay fine there's another one apparently <laughs> California covering Tom Petty. You're not beating that. I might play that again. That shit was genius. Anyway, it's been... Uh, it's been absolutely epic, honestly. Um, you guys have been doing a, just a hell of a job. And it's making a huge difference. Uh, and we're going to play a bunch of these today because there's... They, they don't have a counterpoint. Look, dude. Back in 2012, before I wrote my book, it was December 2012, and I wrote something about what we're living through right now, okay? And I wrote something and it was called The Age of Authenticity. And it was it was something that I was essentially predicting that we were entering a time when secrets would disappear and when humanity would essentially be able to see through the bullshit. They would be able to see through the fraud and, and their values would shift. They would change the way that they interacted and, and who they elevated Uh, in stature because they would value something that they didn't value at the time and what they would value was integrity and authenticity and I wrote about this in 2012 because I could see it coming down the pipeline I could see it and uh, and I had prayed on it and I wrote about it and you are living through that time now see the problem with Roy DeSantis right now is that everything that he's done and is doing much like other politicians is disingenuous and you, the American public currently, and the human beings around the globe are looking around and they're saying, I would rather anoint somebody who I feel will will do their best in, in my best interest than, be, than rather than somebody who's polished and is an expert or presented as an expert. This is how you end up with President Trump. You knew, okay, he's never been a politician, so there's gonna be a learning curve, but his, I feel secure in his intent and why he's running. And therefore, I trust him more than everyone else, even without the experience that they say he needs. And this is where people still are, which is we would rather anoint people we, we genuinely trust and believe. We feel that we can see them and, and we can relate to them. And we believe that even if they're wrong, they might be wrong trying to say the right thing, though. And I can live with that. We're all wrong from time to time, but we wanna know that you were wrong, not because you have a question about character or your integrity, but you were just wrong because maybe you made the wrong choice and that's fine. But what we were done with, and this is collectively, humanity is absolutely collectively demanding uh, sort of this higher level of, of, of interaction and experience from its leadership. And we had gotten to the point where honor didn't mean anything anymore with our leadership honor was not a word that they even considered oath is a word that they don't even it doesn't mean anything they just breeze right over that shit as if it was just any other word and that's part of what we're living through is this shift in in values towards people and this is why a guy like Rod DeSantis is now absolutely he's stuck he's fucked he is the old old time version of politicians he is a a bush he is a paul ryan and he's not sincere as at all as a matter of fact he's a total and complete fraud and people don't want any more frauds we don't want any more frauds we don't care how much pretty shit you say to us we we are capable of peeling back the onion and finding out what you're really about and this is where we're at right now and it's beautiful it's absolutely beautiful so it's something that's going to continue to, uh, I believe, will continue to escalate and uh, and it's going to continue to amplify and it's it's going to play a major role. What we're doing right now with Trump 2024, and again, no one tells Team Dilly what to say. We just do what we do, and we hope we don't offend or piss off the campaign too much because we don't know. But we 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 only have one speed, so we just fucking go this speed. And we, we move very quick, we attack quickly, we discern quickly, we fucking out quickly, we research quickly, everything we do is very, it's like this. And so we don't slow down for anybody, I don't. we don't have the time to slow down for any kind of bureaucratic political, um, check with this person, make sure it's good with that person, make sure it's, we don't have time. We just, we set the pace and then we say, hey, if we make any mistakes, that's okay, you know we do, we're doing it out of love, So hopefully it's not a problem, right? And we just, we just go fast. And so this is one of those situations where, you know, the Trump campaign, instead of us potentially offending them, they love it. They appreciate our, um, I think just our passion for President Trump and what we're doing. And and as a result, everything is expedited. And what's happening with the Trump 2024 campaign, as we flesh this out, you know what the number one word is gonna be? The number one word, I can already see it. And I'm gonna, I want my meme team, if you guys are in the chat, all of my memers, my 20s, dude, we're at the very beginning of a campaign, the most important campaign of our lives. And I have a question for you. How much fucking fun are you already having? this is going to be a campaign you're not going to want it to end we're only we're in march middle of march of 23 how much fun are you having already one by one we're gonna just dude nikki haley announced she was gonna run for president and then just disappeared like a fart in the wind like we memed her for like a day and then no one cared anymore but how much fun are you gonna we've got a fantastic candidate We've got a a candidate with a proven record with absolutely forward thinking ideas for the United States of America. We've got a incredible team and we're back on social media. Thank you to Elon Musk. We're together again. We are together. We are doing something that I was afraid we might not ever get to experience again. If you were there for 2015 through 2019, you know what I'm talking about. It was the most fun I've ever had on the internet in any multi-year span. It was an absolute. It was fucking fun. And here we are now. Here we are, and we're doing it again at the highest level. With and we're working obviously with the, the campaign to some degree. I mean, they don't. They they don't really tell us. They go, hey, here's where the policies are gonna be. You go have fun with it, and we go great, and we fucking run with it and we're taking it to a whole nother level. And I think this is where, this is something totally different. It's it's different than it was before. And we're gonna save this country. We're gonna save this country. And not only is it gonna be saved, we're gonna make it great again. And we truly are gonna do it. And, uh, and we're having a blast. And you're gonna see a lot of people that you've rooted for for many years. You've cheered them on. You've watched them aspire and transition their careers. We already took one memer who was He's still trying to find a job, by the way. Camtastic is still trying to get a full-time gig to go with his, uh, his now being a children's author. He's still looking for a full-time gig. Uh, very talented individual. But we got to take... We already have one guy that said, to hell with everything else. I, 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 I still need a job, but you know what? I'm setting aside all of my concerns about a job, and I'm going to create something, and he's a, he's a best-selling author already, right? It's only been three months into 2023 and he already finished his first book. He's working on the second one for the summer and uh, and he's killing it. I mean, how many other talented people in your community are you going to watch Ascend? You're going to watch them. They're going to all Ascend. You're going to see and you're going to go, what the fuck? I'm watching something that... You never get to witness at this level. Normally, it just happens magically, and there's a big distance between you and the host and his, you know, essentially what amounts to his team of people, his producers, his comedy writers, his creators. Normally, those people are always hidden behind the scenes. The way that they've always done it is they take all these brilliant people and they stuff them in a closet and say, hey, we're gonna pay you this much money. You're never gonna have a fucking name out in the public eye, but we wanna use your material. And what we do on this show is we take them, we shove them to the front, we give them a name or, or they give us their name. We push their name out there and we say, these people are brilliant and talented and let's see what we can do with it. We've now got an entire division that does commercials for MAGA commerce. We got you know, you can hire them to do your commercials. I have many of the Dilly 300 now starting to reach out to that same production company, which is essentially Dilly meme team. And reaching out to them saying, hey, I have a project for work. I need this. I need that. I need this. And this is what we're doing. I mean, this is this is kind of where we're at. So uh, I'm very excited about the direction. You should be excited. Your president continues to ascend. There's going to be rocky roads ahead. I think that their their uh, their ace in the hole, if you will, is going to be a bullshit indictment and they believe that that's gonna be enough to scare you into not supporting him. There won't be anything legally that they can do to stop him from running, but I believe they're gonna try to indict President Trump and then they're gonna wait for all of MAGA to fucking panic and go, well, I gotta, I need to, I wanna support somebody I think can win. That's what they're gonna say. It won't work. Uh, you can already see the playbook being formed. The rhinos are in on it, the Democrats are in on it. You already know it's coming. So when it happens, I don't want any of you to panic and go, oh shit, what do we do now? Nothing. You fucking keep going ahead. You meme, you go to rallies, you donate, you buy hats, you wear your gear. Well, you just keep fucking going. We're gonna will him right back into the White House. And I'm telling you, the only counterpunch they're going to have will be a bullshit, absolutely frivolous indictment that's not going to work. And it's all it's going to be is a political hit job. And what it's going to do is going to piss off all of American patriots. So just expect it. Don't be afraid afraid of it. And know that we're going to fucking win. That's the way this movie ends. You fucking win. And we end up taking back the White House, taking back America, and turning this thing completely around. All they're doing right now is pulling the slingshot back further and further. They're just pulling it back further and further. When that thing goes, it's going to go. So it's going to be a very, very exciting time here in America. All right, I got to get to the story, dude. This story is on the front of my mind. I wanted to save it, but it's impossible. How How do you save this? Um, so let's start, hold on, let me just put these in order here because I've got, boy, President Trump is just a beast and he's he's going after policy, policy of Ron DeSanctimonious. So let's start uh, here. Let's start here because he's going after this guy and I'm here for it. <clears throat> Why is Ron DeSanctimonious paying the Babylon B? A non-entity, $5,000 a month, so far, $21,500 if he's not running for president. Just because his poll numbers are tanking, probably because of his desire to cut Social Security and Medicare, doesn't allow him to campaign without an announcement. You don't spend that much money on the Babylon B if you're running for governor. In fact, you don't spend money on the Babylon B if you're running for anything. (laughs) So President Trump is absolutely correct uh, and we've got the image that he pulled up, and he's and this has been known for a little while, but here you go. Um, if you are a Florida resident, this is gonna piss you off. This guy has been funding the Babylon B. He's making $5,000 donations, but he has not made a formal announcement. He is paying them, but he has not declared I I don't know the specifics on campaign finance violations, but I also know, I do know from an ethics standpoint, this is super shady because in Florida, in order to run for higher office, you must resign your existing position. You have to resign from your existing position. You're not allowed to just start a shadow campaign, which is essentially what DeSantis is doing and start paying people when you have not declared this is there's a lot of uh ethics issues here it's very bad this is not a good thing at all it's a horrible look and uh and i think that's that's not a good thing at all that's a bad look it looks shady it looks uh scummy and how do you think this is going to play in the state of florida how do you think the people are going to feel about this i don't know and uh, people should be pissed. They, I, I would be mad. It's one thing if he was overt about it and said, "Hey, I changed my mind about being your governor." It's bad news. Remember, Ron DeSantis strongly opposed ethanol and fought against it at every turn, and he'll do it again. They always go back to their original thought. He also fought against Social Security, wanted to decimate it, and voted against it three times. And on Social Security, while we're at it, he wanted the minimum retirement age to be lifted to people that are 70 years old, a substantial increase. He also voted to severely cut Medicare. This is, dude, these are kill shots, by the way. Uh, De Sanctus cannot overcome that. Just, I, I wanted to let you know, policy wise you're dead in the water. Remember, he was a disciple of Paul Ryan, a rhino loser who's currently destroying Fox and would constantly vote against entitlements. Ryan is a big reason that Mitt Romney lost his election. And to be honest with you, Ron reminds me of Mitt Romney. He's like a twin. Dude, let me go back to this. This will get you wrecked in a Republican primary. This right here, that's the end of your campaign this is the end of your campaign because people who already are living on entitlements and living on social security and and some of these other things, they are already struggling just to make ends because of inflation. Like just to make, just to try and survive on that amount is already something that's almost impossible to do for most Americans. This is a kill shot. When I ran in uh, 2018 for the House of Representatives, my district was predominantly people over the age of 63 years old. And where I was campaigning, the number one question, what will you do with Social Security? What What is your stance on it? This is their number one question because these people who live at that level, right? They're at that age. They cannot, like if you take away or reduce their their pay, they don't have a counterpunch. If you're 77 years old and you're no longer really able to work and all of a sudden the government comes in and changes what you're receiving, you don't have a means to to overcome that. It's not like being 35 or 40 years old. But this guy on policy alone, he is absolutely he's he's toast i'm telling you right now on policy the guy is about is dead in the water as it gets forget the all the other shit that i'm about to unload on this asshole i'm just telling you just policy alone he's got a major major problem these are kill shots and that's before we get to the strange shit which we're about to get to the strange shit right now (laughs) okay all right here we fucking go New, ex-DeSantis staffers are warning about his lack of basic social skills and refusal to interact with normal voters. For example, on a flight in 2019, he ate chocolate pudding with three of his fingers. I'm sorry, what? I'm sorry, what, what did you just, you just suggested that he did what in 2019? He fucking, he, I'm sorry, did you just say he ate uh, no, that can't be, that must be a mistake. That can't be actual, re- like, no, he wouldn't do, who would do that? That's disgusting. That's disgusting. Okay, you know what? The pudding incident, it's called the pudding incident, which former DeSantis staffers describe as a common instance of him not reading the room, in this case, a very intimate flight cabin. Okay, let's let's all hear about the pudding incident, guys. So DeSantis apparently has something called the pudding incident, and here's what it is. The chatter over DeSantis' public engagement has also surfaced past unflattering stories about his social skills, particularly his propensity to devour food during meetings. Oh, boy. He would sit in meetings and eat in front of people, a former DeSantis staffer told the Daily Beast, always like a starving animal who's never eaten before, getting shit everywhere. Dude. <laughs> Dude, do I have to remind you of a certain presidential candidate in 2016 who had his entire campaign derailed with the same disgusting eating behavior? His name was John Kasich, and he was from Ohio. And he was every time they'd catch him he had the same bizarre gluttonous fucking eating habits that grossed everybody out it was a complete and massive turnoff and and meatball apparently is disgusting now let's get hold on let's this can't be maybe now listen maybe it's not true but let's let's see if there's more details here because there's apparently there's a specific incident we're talking about which is the pudding incident What is the pudding incident, do you ask? Enshrined in the DeSantis lore is an episode from four years ago during a private plane trip from Tallahassee to Washington, D.C. in March of 2019. These are oddly specific dates, by the way. DeSantis enjoyed a chocolate pudding dessert by eating it with three of his fingers, according to two sources familiar with the incident. (laughs) Dude. Dude. What? What are you talking about, bro? What do you even fucking mean? I don't
3: think he knows what... You know, did you see him? He has a news conference all the time when he's eating. I have never seen a human being eat in such a disgusting fashion. I'm always telling my young son, Baron, I'm saying... And i always with my kids, all of them. I'd say, children, small little bites, small... This guy takes a pancake and he's shoving it in his mouth. He's like, it's disgusting. Do you want that for your president? I don't think so. I don't think so. It's just, dis- honestly, it's disgusting.
1: <laughs> this story is fucking gross, dude. So the, the story goes that he was. Fu- dude, do you know what a piece of shit you have to be to eat pudding with your fingers? Even like, okay, fine. I'll give you licking the bull. Okay? You get to the bottom. You're a little kid. You're like, eh. okay, fine, fine, dude. You're, you're the governor of fucking Florida and you're fucking scooped. <laughs> yeah. What do we got going tomorrow? <laughs> dude, that is fucking creepy. And you, you knew the guy was weird. You knew he was weird. There's already tons of shit. Like, for example, all right, I'm going to show you some other weird shit. Weird, weird is a kill shot, Dirt, by the way, when you're running for politics. I'm not saying you can't be eccentric and different. You can have quirks, but you can't be fucking weird. And DeSantis, Roy is weird, okay? This guy is weird. The fact that we even have the pudding incident as a story is, is bizarre. That's not the only thing that got to me. You guys ready? You guys want to see something really fucking weird? Here's a mashup of Ray DeSantis prior to becoming the governor of Florida and then a mix of the way he spoke about himself and introduced himself before
2: versus once he became governor. See if you guys can catch the difference with Rod. I am Ron DeSantis. I'm Ron DeSantis. I I am Ron DeSantis. This is Governor Ron DeSantis. Hello, this is Governor Ron DeSantis wishing everyone a Merry Christmas. Hi, this is Governor Ron DeSantis and I wanna wish you a happy Thanksgiving. Hi, I'm Governor Ron DeSantis and I wanna congratulate all of you at Rumble as you open your US headquarters. Have you ever heard
1: um, anybody, man or woman, change the way they pronounce their own name after 40 some years? Honest to God, do you know anybody you've ever met who pronounce their name one way their entire life and then change the way that you pronounce it after the age of 40? The way he used to say it was R- Rondi Santas. Rondi. He sounded like Rondi. Rondi Santas. But one more time, seriously. Is
2: this not just fucking Manchurian Canada as fuck? I am Rondi Santas. I'm Ron DeSantis. I I am Ron DeSantis. This is Governor Ron DeSantis. Hello, this is Governor Ron DeSantis wishing everyone a Merry Christmas. Hi, this is Governor Ron DeSantis, and I want to wish you a happy Thanksgiving. Hi, I'm Governor Ron DeSantis, and I want to congratulate all of you at Rumble as you open your U.S. headquarters. Are you guys, watch, all right, hold on,
1: I I know a better
2: way to play this video
1: so you'll understand it. I'm going to loop it so it goes from Ron DeSantis to
2: Ron DeSantis back to Ron DeSantis. This is fucking weird. I am Ron DeSantis. I'm Ron DeSantis. I I am Ron DeSantis. This is Governor Ron DeSantis. Hello, this is Governor Ron DeSantis wishing everyone a Merry Christmas. Hi, this is Governor Ron DeSantis, and I want to wish you a Happy Thanksgiving. Hi, I'm Governor Ron DeSantis, and I want to congratulate all of you at Rumble as you open your U.S. headquarters. I am Ron DeSantis. I'm Ron DeSantis. I am Ron DeSantis. Ron DeSantis. This is Governor Ron DeSantis.
1: He's—he's he's 100% a Manchurian candidate. They're grooming him, dude. Do you know how fucking weird and low, low, like, like self-esteem you gotta be to let your handlers change how you pronounce your own name, bruh? Like, can you imagine somebody being able to convince Hillary Clinton to say her name different? Can you imagine somebody convincing Donald Trump to say his name different? That's fucking weird. I'm Ron DeSantis. I'm Ron DeSantis. Ron DeSantis. Can you imagine if I just changed the way I pronounce my name all of a sudden? It's just fucking weird. Like, no one does that when they're like a regular human being that's normal and not bizarre, okay? That's just not something they're gonna do. It's not. Honestly, I can grab this for you guys. I think they have to rip it for me. They got to rip it. All right, let's see what this is. This should be good. Is this from Jay Scott memes? I hope it is.
0: Oh, no, it's not. It's the Saints. Oh, it is.
2: You guys are dicks. All right, Ron DeSantis.
1: <laughs> Ron Please DeSantis. Alright. So maybe we're having fun with the guy. That's not fair. That was really good, by the way. It was McGalifornia and J. Scott memes crushing it. And uh yes, he doesn't know how to say his own fucking name, which is awkward. But there's other issues. Let's go back to what President Trump said. President Trump is right. Trump super PAC filed an ethics complaint in the state of Florida. Why wouldn't they? You're running a shadow campaign. You're breaking Florida law by doing this. You know in order to run for president or any higher office, you must resign to run in the state of Florida. And if you get caught violating this, it's a fine of a monetary value and you're not allowed to run until the next general election. So already right now, you've got an issue with this guy Uh, that is very valid. It's not funny names. It's not him not knowing how to say his name. You have ethics issues. The meme fellas are highlighting something that Ron DeSantis... Doesn't want you to see.
2: I, Ron DeSantis, do solemnly swear that I will support, protect, and defend the Constitution and government of the United States and of the State of Florida. That I am duly qualified to hold office under the Constitution of the state, and that I will well and faithfully perform the duties of governor on which I am now about to enter. So help me God.
3: You're you
1: <laughs> Wouldn't you like to know? Wrecked. <laughs> wrecked. 100% wrecked. Meme fellas killing that thing. Yee explain it pal explain the money explain the fucking uh the the pay the paying of other media outlets damn meme fellas damn that was a shots fired moment if i ever saw one and it won't stop we he we haven't even got the primary season yet President Trump's going to body this fool before he ever even gets out of the gate. I speak
3: of the atrocities that we as a nation must endure. Please clap. A piece of advice, my greasy friend. You don't need to put all of that product in your hair. You just don't. Look how great my hair looks. And I don't use anything. And it looks very good.
1: So he finally used the on top of, of spaghetti. Oh, mowing his balls. Love you, bro. That was good shit. All right. There you go. Like I said, DeSantis has got problems. And now let's get into actually the nitty gritty of them. Because it. Yeah. Ha, ha, ha. You think making fun of him and pointing out his voting record is going to hurt him? Oh, my God. You MAGA people are so delusional. Is that right? Dude, he's losing Florida. You just won Florida by 20 and you're already down in the polls by three as the sitting governor. You're getting fucking wrecked, pal. You are getting absolutely fucking wrecked. You can't win Florida? What a shot that is. You, If you can't win your own state... You don't have a prayer anywhere else in America. You can't win Florida in you, the state that you're the governor where your name is actually recognized and you think you've got a prayer anywhere else. You're done. You're absolutely fucking done. Someone explained to me like I'm fucking 10 years old. How do you win in places that have never heard, heard of you when you can't win in your own state? Someone want to explain that one to me? I would love to know the trick to winning when nobody knows who the fuck you are in a state and you can't win in the state where everyone knows who you are. It's actually even worse, you guys. What started as simply a bunch of shit shitposting memers for Donald Trump has now led to a full-blown notice by mainstream media. The mainstream media is now looking and going, you can't win. You got nothing. You're dead in the fucking water. You know how bad it is? Let me show you how actual bad it is right now, okay? It is so bad for Team Meatball that even fucking Nate Cohn is out here talking about DeSantis is on defense, shows signs of slipping in polls. You haven't even announced you're running. You're the Manchurian candidate. Everybody knows it. Establishment Ron, and you're getting bodied right now. Look at this shit. Widening gap between Trump and DeSantis. Every recent poll has shown DeSantis faring worse than he did two months ago around the time Trump began publicly attacking him. Yes, he did. And he's getting hammered into the dirt. All of them. I mean, look at how bad these are. This is, so the one on the left is head-to-head polling averages. The one on the right is multi-candidate polling averages. These are from uh, before January 15th is on the left. And then after January 15th is on the right, uh, essentially as you pan. So here, I'll kind of see if I can zoom out for you guys. You can see, there you go. So, dude, this guy is going the wrong direction he's getting hammered everybody knows it we're not gonna stop we're gonna knock this fucking bitch out of the uh the running before he ever even actually gets there well done dilly 300 dilly meme team team trump president trump well done this is how you deal with a problem before it becomes a problem and without any further ado randy's booty Let's go. All right. Everybody looks They go, why so much on DeSantis? Oh, you guys are so afraid of, no dude, this is, this is strategy. What people don't understand, it's so weird. They think it's some emotional thing. I'm really scared. I'm scared that Rod DeSantis is gonna be, no, it's not fear. You look at a problem, you go, here's my list of potential uh, problems in a primary. Who is my biggest problem? It's the young guy that's is that a is that a compliment to DeSantis maybe but even that problem is like a fucking ant on your leg you just go ping look do we have to say much to end Nikki Haley's campaign not really it it's sad do we have to say much to end that fucking Chinese pharmacist uh former pharmacist Indian guy's Republican bid against Trump not really he's a lightweight you think it's gonna be hard to knock out Pence or, or Pompeo if they run? No. The Santas, you look, you look, okay, all big money behind him, all establishment behind him, we better take care of the problem first. If you, can, if you can get rid of that problem before primary season starts, you just saved a ton of money on campaign that you can now utilize in the general election against the Democrats. This is how you do it. You go after your biggest challenge first, you knock it the fuck out, and then we it saves us money down the road. This is a businessman campaign, okay? Donny J knows what he's doing. 100% he knows exactly what he's doing. And what an embarrassment. T- I can't imagine if I was on Team Meatball and I woke up this morning and we're losing in the state of Florida where your biggest fucking uh, you know, feather in your cap has been Ron won Florida by 20 points. Yeah, and it took three months for Trump to get ahead of him by three three months that's all he hasn't even held a fucking rally yet what are you gonna do Team Meatball when Donald Trump puts it together a rally down in Miami or West Palm that has 20,000 fucking people show up and Team Meatball can't put 500 in a room what do you how do you think that's gonna look What do you think is going to happen when these dumb fucks try and indict Trump and it drives his national approval rating through the roof and then instead of 20,000 people showing up, you're going to end up with 50,000 showing up? Roy is done. Roy doesn't have a chance. I'm telling you right now. Everything else is fake fucking news. Roy is dead in the water right now. And you know what else? That's before even this news hit. Not that it's a big deal. it's a big deal. Okay, I'm going to be honest. It's a big deal because I love Rumble, but the fact that this just happened, Donald Trump allowed back on YouTube after two-year suspension. Bingo, bango, bongo, bungo. There you go. There you go. Boy, oh boy, oh boy. Good luck, Roy. Good luck, Roy. I don't know how you're going to overcome that. I don't think you got a shot. I don't think you got a counterpoint. I think you got a YouTube. That's millions of people who haven't been able to see President Trump for a long time now having access to his materials again. Mike Pence won't call on Trump to drop out if indicted. Quote, it's a free country. This is their plan. Their Hail Mary for Roy DeSantis and for the rest of them is that Donald Trump will get indicted and Americans will give up on him. Wrong. Wrong. You got no shot. It's an inevitability they cannot handle yet. They don't like it. They don't want to hear about it, but it's the truth. They do not have any shot. Even if you indict him, it's just going to piss off Americans to such a degree. You'll be stunned how they behave. Stunned. They're going to be furious. I got to ask Trev you Trev's in the chat right is is the the clip that you put up on the podcast as a sneak preview is that going to be a part of a longer meme or can I can I play that is that like part of a meme or can I play that that audio is so good but I feel like it's part of a meme and I didn't know oh it's part of a meme so I I should wait then right because that that's a sneak preview on the podcast It'll be a meme, okay? No, I don't. Want, I want to save it. No, if it's gonna be a meme, I want to save it. Okay, we're saving it. No, nope, that's good. I just want to make sure. I'm not trying to. I'm not trying to cut you off at the knees. You guys have got on the podcast. My God, thank you guys. Seriously, you guys went over and you've subscribed to the the uh, podcast channels, iTunes, Spotify. It makes a huge difference. It makes a huge difference. Now we'll save it, Trev. We'll save it for like Monday, dude. It's so good. It's so fucking good. It's so cool. But I appreciate you guys. Um... I appreciate you guys because, you know, we're trying to do something different. We want to expand the show. We want to have a greater influence. We want to help more people. We want to spread what we do here, okay? And the best way to do that is by getting us into the mainstream podcasting. And the only way we're going to be able to do that and have any success is if you guys uh, go and support. So you can go to Dillyshow.com. You find the podcast. You subscribe on. It's on all of the places you have podcasts. You can find the Dilly Show now, okay? You guys are loving it. All that makes me happy. I know Trevor's been doing an incredible job producer trev has been working his balls off uh to create like what we've got going and uh, i really appreciate him doing that because it's been you know they turn out really good he cleans them up everything sounds really good so thank you guys for downloading the podcast it makes a big difference okay boy oh boy these fucking guys pence that little bitch unbelievable all right we're gonna have to talk about something that's gonna probably anger you It angered me when I saw it. Front page, New York Post, St. Paddy's Day edition. Biden family values. Ooh, boy, oh boy. What are we talking about here? Chinese firm Paid Hunter, James, and Bo's widow, Hallie. Shitloads of money. Joe fucking Biden we knew all this by the way we've been screaming this at the top of our lungs for I don't know how long that this is what they're into that they were leveraged that China was gonna kick our ass because of Joe and you know what they are right now publicly they're burying us it's bad fucking news and if you wanted to know where the Biden uh, where the money went the Bidens and the Biden Associates uh got this money from China and let me grab that for you. you guys. Got a little fucky fuck graph. Let's get into it. Traders, man, this is, I don't know how else you could view this any other way. The money trail is what they called it. So you got $3 million on March 1st, 2017. An affiliate of Shanghai based CEFC, headed by Yi Xing Zhang Jingyang, wires Robinson Walker LLC this amount. So $3 million goes to him. On March 2nd, $1 million. 65,000 uh, roughly a third is wired to Abu Dhabi based European energy and infrastructure group founded by Hunter Biden, associate James Gillier. Really? Really? Then on March 6, 2017 through March 18th, 2017 Biden family linked accounts received the following amounts, 610,000, 692,000 to companies linked to Hunter Biden and then another 25,000 to Haley Biden also received 10,000 from Robinson Walker on February 13th 2017 and then we've got 360,000 going to companies linked to James Biden and then another 70 grand to an unknown Biden it's right there it's right there These guys and gals were selling American influence to the Chinese Communist Party for huge sums of money. They sold out America. These people sold out America. Joe Biden sold out America. Yes, I know you've known it, but now you're seeing it. The money trail is right in your face. It's disgusting. President Trump's foreign policy, you've alluded to this during the conversation, the tweets, the rhetoric on North Korea. You said yesterday, you've said it again now, it's dangerous. The former chairman of the Joint Chiefs of Staff, Admiral Mike
0: Mullen, said over the weekend that the United States has never been this close, as close as it is now, to nuclear war. Do you agree with him? Yeah, I do. Um...
3: And that's why I think that uh, what I worry about, and I've worried from the beginning, is about fundamental miscalculations. This is not a business deal. They wonder, do we know what the hell we're doing? Shall we play a game?
0: How about the full thermonuclear war? Which do you want you know you draw these lines and you don't respond i be the russians <laughs> you diminish your credibility
1: there you go we have a solution though we have a solution his name is president donald j trump
3: We have never been closer to World War III than we are today under Joe Biden. A global conflict between nuclear-armed powers would mean death and destruction on a scale unmatched in human history. It would be nuclear Armageddon. Nothing is more important than avoiding that nightmare. We will avoid it, but we need new leadership. Every day this proxy battle in Ukraine continues, we risk global war. We must be absolutely clear that our objective is to immediately have a total cessation of hostilities. All shooting has to stop. This is the central issue. We need peace without delay. In addition, there must also be a complete commitment to dismantling the entire globalist neocon establishment that is perpetually dragging us into endless wars, pretending to fight for freedom and democracy abroad, while they turn us into a third-world country and a third-world dictatorship right here at home. The State Department, the defense bureaucracy, the intelligence services, and all of the rest need to be completely overhauled and reconstituted to fire the deep staters and put America first. We have to put America first. Finally, we have to finish the process we began under my administration of fundamentally reevaluating NATO's purpose and NATO's mission. Our foreign policy establishment keeps trying to pull the world into conflict with a nuclear-armed Russia based on the lie that Russia represents our greatest threat. But the greatest threat to Western civilization today is not Russia. It's probably, more than anything else, ourselves and some of the horrible, USA-hating people that represent us. It's the abolition of our national borders. It's the failure to police our own cities. It's the destruction of the rule of law from within. It's the collapse of the nuclear family and fertility rates like nobody can believe is happening. It's the Marxists who would have us become a godless nation worshiping at the altar of race and gender and environment. And it's the globalist class that has made us totally dependent on China and other foreign countries that basically hate us. These globalists want to squander all of America's strength blood and treasure, chasing monsters and phantoms overseas while keeping us distracted from the havoc they're creating right here at home. These forces are doing more damage to America than Russia and China could ever have dreamed. Evicting this sick and corrupt establishment is the monumental task for the next president. And I am the only one who can do it. I'm the only one that can get the job done. I know exactly what has to be done.
1: Thank God. Dude, imagine if he didn't, imagine if he was like, okay, you know what? I don't, I don't think I'm going to run for president anymore. You know what? I tried. I tried to help you guys. Imagine if President Trump ever got pessimistic, how fucked you would be. I know that I know that it strikes you some people as strange that I'm an eternal optimist. But so is President Trump, and I think that there's something innately courageous about being eternally optimistic. i I recoil at the sound of pessimism. I recoil at this continuous apathy that I hear. A lot of people, you yeah, a lot of people say stuff to me, they go, yeah, but what about? And there's always a what about. What about? I'm like, we'll figure it out. Yeah, but what? Figure it out. Yeah, but you don't know. Figure it out. Yeah, but the bad guys have won, dude. It, look how fast everything changes. Good and bad. Your country went from the shits. I, I, the one of the more awkward things about being a show host and being in this fight day in and day out is that people forget. Dude, Obama years were fucking bleak. I'm gonna go out on a limb and I'm gonna say some crazy shit. The last four years of Obama were way worse than the first two years of Biden. I'm sorry, it's true. The first 18 months of Joe Biden's presidency, the economy was still Trump economy flourish. But the honest truth do you guys remember the fucking Obama years? ISIS was cutting people's heads off on YouTube. You had zero economic growth. You were getting fucked in the ass daily by that guy from multiple different levels. I got to be honest with you, dude. The Obama years were way, way fucking way worse. And Americans are really deluded. Like it's one of the things that kind of grosses me out is the pessimism from MAGA sometimes. Cause I'm like, shut the fuck up. I'm like, you are so lucky Donald Trump did what he did. It has taken them almost two and a half years to slow down Donald Trump's progress in America. They haven't been able to derail it fast enough. The Obama years were straight up hopeless. Do you guys remember from 2012 to 2016 what your life was like? You This motherfucker gave Iran over a billion dollars in cash. <laughs> Ash i mean we were we were having the craziest shit happen now listen are things bad under biden of course they're horrendous but give me a fucking break the obama years were just i can't believe america survived that shit and the reason i'm even bringing this up is yeah biden's been horrendous it's been terrible and it would have been so much worse if you didn't have trump Look how fast, like think about how bad Obama years were and then how quick Donald Trump with no experience turned the country around. Do you understand? Like with no experience, Donald Trump changed America dramatically. His right away, right away, you had a difference in the White House. What do you think is going to happen when you put him back in and now he's, fucking fully experienced, vetted as fuck. You got no questions anymore. You got an innate trust for him to do what's going to be best for America. Think about, I mean, honest to God, think about what he did with no experience and with rat bastards infiltrating his, his administration. Now imagine he is that much more experienced, that much more polished, that much more savvy about the swamp, and he's got the right staff. This is why I'll never understand the pessimism. Pessimism is for people who don't have the courage to dream. Anybody, it takes no effort and no talent to be a pessimist. You guys know that, right? It takes none. It it literally, any fucking swinging dick off the street can walk in and go, it'll never work. Anybody. That's why even your own inherent pessimism, you need to understand something. Why are you that way? That is a flaw. That is a character flaw. You've got to work on changing that shit because it's not a good thing. It's not legitimate. It's not useful. And I'm not telling you to be delusional, but you have tangible reasons to believe the best is yet to come. Not smoke being blown up your house, but real reasons for believing this country is going to turn around. We are going to save it. There's there's plenty there. It's right in your face. And Joe Biden's making it, Joe Biden and the Democrats are making it easier and easier every day. For example, March Madness, crowd boos Kamala Harris at her Alma Matters game. So Kamala decided to go watch a basketball game and was booed relentlessly. So Kamala is not the heir apparent. She is loathed. Americans hate her. Biden's policies continue to be insane hormone therapy therapy for trans kids is supported at the quote highest levels of the Biden administration this is insane 70% of Americans 80% of Americans want no part of hormone therapy for children and yet this is what they're still pushing this freak show and these freak show fucking uh, supporters this is insane How bad has it got for the Democrats as a party? How bad has it actually got for the Democrats that even on in a clip that I'm sure most of you haven't seen unless you saw it on social media, because I know you don't watch CNN. It's gotten this bad to to the point that this conversation is one of the most awkward conversations you'll ever see on CNN.
0: And here's the one thing that nobody saw coming. And this is the competition of states. I don't put companies here in New York anymore, or in Massachusetts, or in New Jersey, or in California. Those states are uninvestable. The policy here is insane. The taxes are too high. We put them in Fargo, North Dakota, Mm. because 40% of the people work elsewhere, including Boston. So I was, you know, a bit of a debate with Elizabeth Warren about this, but I say, look, Senator, we've got to move the companies out of your state because you're not investable anymore. You're punishing people if they're successful. You overtax them. You hit them with a super tax. New Jersey, what a mess. New York, uninvestable. Wait, why is New York uninvestable? Try and do a project That's in New York. Try and build but a yeah, I'm asking Don's point. Is it beyond the taxes? Oh, the regulatory environment is punitive. I had a project in upstate New York behind the grid in Niagara Falls for electricity, a global data center we were building. Eventually, it got so bad with the, po- the politicians in the local region and the state policy, we moved it to Norway and all the jobs. Norway has it now. Thousands of jobs coming out of that. I mean, that is, that's New York. Uninvestable. Sorry, don't shoot the messenger. Just telling you the way it is. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's it. We uninvestable. Heard
1: some pushback from our, our elected officials in New York I on that. I was just going to say
0: Kathy Hochul. Yeah. We'll debate them any time of the day you want. Uh, we would love to set that up. the AOC, uh, she's great at killing jobs. She kills jobs by the thousands. You know, another New Jersey problem, where did Amazon take their jobs? They took them away from her. She threatened to sue them if they created jobs. I mean, this is a reality. This is a reality. that the business There's a little is, more to it, but let's not relocate really well, that. Well, you no, know, sorry, I just telling the truth. He's he's saying what a lot of people are saying, especially what happened with that Amazon thing here in New York. Just real quickly, but I want to hug the conversation, but what, what was Elizabeth Warren's response when you said that to her? Look, I have a lot of respect for her because it's okay to have a debate about politics, but not policy. When you have punitive policy, you're making a mistake. And I want to just put up my hand and say, I don't agree, Senator, with your policy. I respect you as a politician, a very successful one. You know, she's very successful, and that's the state where I grew my kids. I mean, our family grew up in Boston, Massachusetts. We left there to move to Florida like everybody else is because it's such a tough place to. You know, this is a tough message. People really are critical about this, but somebody has to call it out because this is a competition of states now, and we don't put money there anymore. We put it in other places, and jobs are created elsewhere. Over time, this is going to diminish New Jersey, diminish New York, diminish Massachusetts. And California, out of business, out of business, El Morte, no business there. You can't do business there. I don't know what that place is going to turn into. Maybe a tourist zone, but no business. Imagine San Francisco. You can't even walk at night out in the street.
3: Sorry. what's happening, though.
0: Dude.
1: They don't have a counterpoint. They don't have a counterpoint. They're fucked. There's not a counterpoint to what he just said. You, there's nothing you can do in California to start a business, a big one, like what he's talking about. You're looking at three to five years worth of bureaucratic bullshit before you can even start. You can go to Texas, Arizona, Florida, Georgia, Alabama, Tennessee, South Carolina, and launch a business day one, Mississippi. You can show up, you can submit your stuff, and you're in business within probably 60 days. That's a kill shot right there. And everybody knows it. No one wants to talk about it, but at the end of the day, ideology only takes you so far if your policy sucks it fails and people leave get safe get south is real everybody knows it california as he mentioned is dead fucking dead the election fraud is irreversible the the state is going to go bankrupt if they haven't already it's fraudulent they're doing shit in that state that's so fucking insane. It will be, it's already a third world shithole. It could get worse. I'm telling you guys, that right there, and, and Kevin O'Leary's a dick, by the way. That guy's a fucking dick, okay? Like, that is not a person I would ever support in anything. But, he knows business, and what he just said is absolutely True. There is so much opportunity and growth in the South right now. Florida, Georgia, oh my God, Georgia, holy shit. If you even have anything, business, uh, any, any kind of business that supports infrastructure, your money, you are literally, you're missing out. Alabama, same thing. Anything infrastructure related, fucking A, you're gonna kill it. It's amazing. It's absolutely amazing to see this. And uh, he's any. He... <laughs> All right. Our president was on some type of a streak. I tell you what. He was putting out videos like no tomorrow. And uh, Lauren Eve grabbed a bunch of them for us today. So I thought we'd play some of these. Their opinion and policy videos. Most of them policy. Really good stuff. Thought I'd play a few of these for you guys. Check it out.
3: The radical-left Democrats are using their prosecutors to try and steal another election. There's never been a time like this in the history of our country. Presidential elections are sacred. We cannot let them be stolen. We can't let any elections be stolen. The only candidate they don't want to run against is Trump, me, despite their disinformation campaign, to the contrary. What they do is they pick out the one that they think is going to be the toughest and they say, that's the one we want to run against. They always say it. They say it for governorships, for the Senate and for the president, but they don't mean it. They're all about misinformation and disinformation. I beat them twice, did much better the second time, and they don't want to do it again. It'll be a lot tougher for them to cheat and rig the election like they did in 2020 And that's why they're using their city, state, and federal prosecutors. They are using them like has never happened before in our country. Republicans in Congress are watching closely. The DOJ should stop. We have to get our country back. The DOJ, the FBI, the local prosecutors should all stop.
1: Okay. Now let me tell you what that feels like to me. When I hear him talk that way, that's a, that felt like a warning. He's right, by the way. They should stop. But it felt like a warning. The DOJ, the FBI, and local state prosecutors, you need to stop. I'm just telling you my gut on this one. I heard that one, and I went, he's warning them. Don't You're going to fuck around, and you're going to find out. And this is your last warning. I'm just, that's, what it, that's how it played to me. Let's see what else we got here.
3: Has anybody noticed that everyone wants to go after and destroy TikTok due to China influence and national security? When I wanted to disable TikTok three years ago, I was met with opposition from rhinos, Democrats, and everyone else. They actually went to court in an effort to stop me. Now they realize I was right and changed their tune. Sadly, I've been right about everything and you know what the Democrats know it the radical left knows it The communists and the Marxists within our own country know it They want to turn our country into a communist country Marxist country they want to turn our country into something that we're not going to let them have we're not going to let them do it but we are right on so many fronts and we're going to be right again because we're going to make America, great again.
1: Donnie J, hammering it home. I got more for you. (laughs) He had a lot to say this morning. He had a lot to say. I love it. Keep firing them off. This is what we need to hear from. America has a huge leadership vacuum right now. There's a gap. President Trump, he should be the one filling that gap.
3: Patriotic Americans are being prosecuted for peacefully protesting a stolen election. Let them go. They were convicted or are awaiting trial based on a giant lie, a radical left con job. Thank you to Tucker Carlson and Speaker of the House Kevin McCarthy for what you both have done. New video footage is irrefutable. Absolutely irrefutable. Thank you very much. We have to fight for our country and we have to fight like we've never fought before. Our country is great, but it's in tremendous trouble. We're a nation in decline. We have to stop being called a nation in decline. They're laughing at us all over the world. We're not gonna let that happen any longer. Thank you.
1: President Donny J, told you he had so much to say, dude. I love these clips. They're so good. You know, in between these incredible clips that we've got here, I also have one from one of your favorites. Her name is Soul Memes. Only one man protected us.
3: I am your warrior. I am your justice. And for those who have been wronged and betrayed, I am your retributionist. (laughs)
1: all right you guys it's your time of the week you've been waiting all week long to ask me your questions and now it's time let's do some q a friday here on the dilly show it's st patrick's day edition let's get to it let's see what we got i hope you guys got some good ones okay here we go here we go all right we're gonna go back in time so i make sure i always start with people who sent them in first uh we'll go here very first one Uh, I want to thank you for your advice last year about my sister's suicide and my anger every year. You advised me to write a letter, tell her everything I needed to say, good and bad. Well, I did just that. Eight pages front to back. And then following your advice, I burned that letter and have never told a soul what I said. It's helped me in so many ways. As we approach the 28th of March, which is her death anniversary, I feel a sense of peace I have never felt. I just want to thank you for being there and helping me overcome this. I hope maybe someone in your audience who is hurting will take the same advice and let it go to God. It helped me and I pray for others suffering through a loss. Love you and Rihanna. Thank you so much. That is from, that is from Christy. So uh, you're welcome, Christy. That's a, I'm really glad that we were able to be of service. I'm glad that it was able to help and uh, you certainly do deserve peace. You can now appreciate your sister for who she was and remember her that way rather than being angry about how her life ended. So that's really a good thing. So congratulations, on your peace of mind Dilly do you plan on customizing or making any modifications to your future Corvette okay next Corvette will be a C8 Z06 uh flat plane crank 5.5 liter V8 um I will not do any mechanical mods to that car I don't that is I plan on buying it with a Z07 package so that is more than enough power for me um plenty of downforce uh it already comes with michelin cup twos which are like the stickiest best tire in the world um i don't foresee doing anything that way the only thing i will be doing is a full body uh ppf wrap on it to protect it uh and then ceramic coating that as well so that's probably the only thing we'll be doing uh i probably will be ordering that car i'm so far down that list it could be probably another year and a half uh, probably another year and a half I'm not in a position to buy it right now anyway but probably I would say probably another year and a half and god willing uh things continue to progress and we're able to, to to do it but that's that is still uh that is still my goal so yeah that that Z06 is absolutely insane um yeah I would never order it with a turbo you know you don't get there's no turbo on that one they're going to put the turbo on the ZR1 but I don't want that one I want naturally aspirated immediate fucking power down low I don't want no turbo lag I don't want none of that shit I want naturally aspirated fucking race car and that's what that car is comes right out of the box that way I loved my C8 Z06 my 2021 and uh, I love that car and I cannot wait to get this one this one screams fucking screams and I cannot wait to own it thank you for the car question doms you always know uh what to ask (laughs) uh Dilly I work in a spring break destination uh, town, uh, Pacific Coast Beach. Why is it only the spring? Why is it I only see the spring breakers if they are wearing political swag? Why are they all wearing Trump gear? Where is the Biden swag? Where is the DeSantard gear? I've seen dozens of Trump shirts and hats and bikinis, not a single Biden or DeSantis. Uh, Yeah, it's because those other people are frauds and they have absolutely no coalition of support. Donald Trump will be the next president, and Donald Trump is going to go down as a fucking legend uh, in this country. Morning Dilly, American Pete here was wondering, just like you have all Trump's accomplishments on your pages for fast references for us to grab, can you do the same for Rod's failures? No. I mean, we could, but honestly, I don't think it's going to matter, American Pete. I really don't. I I think that we're going to... President Trump's going to continue to hammer this guy and we're going to continue to meme him until he's gone. And I don't think it's going to matter. If if there's a day when we need to, to do that, we will. But right now, I don't think it's necessary. Dilly, if Aaron Rodgers does indeed land on the Jets, how high is their ceiling? Do you know how fucking ironic it would be if Aaron Rodgers goes to the Jets, which is owned by a fucking big pharma cunt? Do you know how weird that is? Aaron Rodgers, who has been vocally anti-Big Pharma, anti-jab, is potentially, and he said now he wants to go to the Jets, you want to go collect a check from a guy who's still, who's one of the last people to require or to to allow people in without a mask? Do you know that the Jets were one of those teams and one of those organizations where they were like forcing the jab on people? Like, it's such a weird thing. I don't know what the fuck he picked the Jets for. You could have went to any team in the NFL almost, and you want to go to the fucking Jets? And why would you want to follow in the footsteps of Brett Favre? The Jets are shit anyway. You want to go and get fucking dissected by Bill Belichick every year? And you're, you you want to go play against the Bills the fucking dolphins and the patriots why dude you could have went to tennessee you could go be a quarterback down there you could have went to the fucking colts or or the texans you could have went to an easy division where freedom still exists and you you want to go to new york that is so weird i don't know i don't understand the rationale i i actually find aaron rodgers to be refreshing as an as a as an individual he's very interesting I don't understand the logic on this I really don't I don't understand Aaron Rodgers why would you want to go to one of the most pathetic organizations the Patriots defense is fucking loaded dude you could knock their offense I'll agree with you there that Pat's defense was number what top five in the NFL last year you don't think that that Pat's defense can't figure out a shitty Jets offense If Aaron Rodgers goes to the Jets, here's what's gonna happen. Uh, let me, you wanna know dilly on the NFL? Aaron Rodgers will go to the Jets, they will struggle to win eight games, and then they'll retire. And he's gonna get beat the fuck up. Okay? Let me just tell you how it all plays out. They don't have the talent that the Packers had, they don't have the fucking division that the Packers had. And if Aaron goes to the Jets, he's gonna get bodied, and he's gonna fucking go lose eight to nine games. And he's going to retire. That'll be the end of it. Do it. I, I don't want it. I would rather see him go someplace and actually have success. I don't want to see him suck. I I feel like sometimes these athletes don't have a common sense guy to go. Hey, don't uh, don't do that. Like they need a guy in your corner that goes. Hey, that's a stupid fucking idea, and that's a terrible organization. The Jets are a shitty organization, and they've always been a shitty organization. They're going to stay a shitty organization. Don't shoot the uh, messenger. Oh, dude, thank you guys. Dom's serving up the fun questions. I normally get nothing but heavy duty stuff. Uh, good morning, Brendan. Did President Trump elaborate on what his freedom cities would be like? No, I think they're going to, these are concepts right now. A lot of this stuff he'll flesh out further and further in more detail, but we're not there yet. You're, you, you're We're not at the uh, specific stage yet, but we'll get there. We'll get there. holy smokes hold on I don't know if I can dude am I supposed to show can I show this hold on here we go all right I think I can read this to you guys Brendan I'd like to take this opportunity to thank you for making fun of fat people I've listened to you fat shame since the pandemic started and I've laughed my ass off every time you do for the past few months though as I'm laughing at your fat shaming the voice in the back of my mind is saying In its best John Fetterman voice, hit me. (laughs) When I received the Dilly Tank Tops in the mail, I was sorely disappointed because I was too fat to wear them. I'm 55 years young and have been battling menopause with its horrible hot flashes and incessant insomnia and wanted to uh, an unwanted weight gain. Also, high cholesterol, joint pain, fatigue, etc. About eight weeks ago, I hired a personal trainer and I've been busting my hump three times a week. And changed my diet drastically to eating clean and drinking only water to make something happen. My trainer sent me my eight-week comparison pictures last night. My goal was to be able to wear these, the the Dilly tank tops, and I'm proud to say that I have reached that goal. I am down 20 pounds. My joint pain is gone, and my cholesterol is within normal range. I still have more work to do, so I'm continuing onward as my weight goes down. Thanks again, and keep up the fat shaming, because you never know who you'll inspire. That is really cool, and she, she did. She sent uh, pictures. These are dramatic, but I'm, oh, here's what I'll, I don't want to show these because one, you didn't say if I could show them, and two, what we'll do is I want you to send me uh, if you go another eight weeks. I want you to send me that, so we'll go from the very beginning to four months essentially total, and then we'll we'll do that. Okay, so you send those over to me, hun, and uh, and I want to I want to share those later on, but I don't want to I don't want to share this one yet because I'm not 100 clear. She says she blocked out her face in one of the pictures, but I, I don't know. I'm not, I don't, this is like a very personal journey, but congratulations down 20 pounds, eight weeks, bang on good trainer, two and a half pounds a week. That's money. That's exactly where you want to be at. That's sustainable. Um, in your opinion, what's the best way to bulk and build mass without getting fat? I'm doing orange theory twice a week and lifting dumbbells at home four days a week and resting one day. It's really hard getting enough protein without eating crap. Do you want the truth, Scott? You can't bulk and not put, like, fat on unless you're using steroids. You can clean eat, clean bulk, which, dude, I hope you like eating fucking 4,000 calories a day and uh, and uh you're also gonna have to cut out the orange theory completely. Like, anybody, like, The idea of that clean bulking is not really a thing unless you're a beginner, then it's natural. You're like, but have you been lifting for a while? Um, Let me just tell you, there's not really any value in bulking. Unless you're gonna do bodybuilding, don't bulk. That's my advice. Don't bulk and cut. That's old school mentality when it came to health and fitness. And honestly, I don't think you should do it. That's just my personal opinion. I think what you wanna do is clean your diet up Get yourself to around a night. If you want to put on some size, get yourself a solid 3,000 calorie, clean, fucking perfect diet. Don't do any like super heavy duty uh, uh, cardio. You, you want to do like low intensity stuff, walking and just put on some size slowly. Don't bulk. you are not You're not, not going to be a bodybuilder. Unless you are, then email me and let me know that I'm... But the old school bulk cut cycle bullshit... It's stupid, don't do it. I don't believe in that anymore. I've, I've grown past that, and honestly, I wouldn't advocate for any, any normal just lifter to do that. I don't think it's worth it. I think the, the only thing that's worth it is learn how to eat clean, learn how to focus on recovery. If you're over the age of 40, talk to a hormone doctor about getting some help with your hormones and fucking clean up and sleep. You understand? Clean up your diet and sleep. Orange theory is fine. I don't have a problem with orange theory. If you go twice a week and that's your fitness, congratulations, that's cool. But orange theory and bulking should never be in the same sentence, okay? It just, those will never go together at all. So just don't do that. I know I could give you better bodybuilding advice, but I just, I don't know, man. I I think you'll, I think you'd regret it if you do the bulk thing. Uh, Dear Dilly and 300, your prayers for my dad worked last year and I think all of you so much this time can i ask for prayers for my health i would really appreciate it i love all of you and my dilly fam love steph so cat dog is asking you guys to say a prayer for her health right now and uh, obviously we love her she's been with us a very long time so we will send some love her way oh dilly uh after the meme memers are done with frank desantis can you sick them on uval noah no no now, there's no, we, we don't pick targets that way, Rick. There's a method to what we do. Uh, there's a method to our madness, and it's very effective, but we don't. Some characters are obscure, and there's no value. And you can actually end up having a Streisand effect by memeing somebody who's irrelevant and elevating them. For example, there was a dipshit that was running his trap on Twitter the other day, and I had Hugh White meme him. And it was a great meme. Now, you've probably wondered, well, why wouldn't you play on the show? Because the guy is fucking irrelevant. I'm not going to give him clout on this show. Now, I had Hugh meme him as a psyop to fuck the guy up because I knew it would mess with him. And he did it, and he posted it in the guy's replies. And the meme is hilarious. I retweeted it. So, there's certain people that you don't swing at or you elevate them in their message. Also, we ignore all of your requests. Every one of you. Every one of you has ever said, you should do this meme, we've ignored. I don't pass it along to them. They find it offensive. I know you mean well. I'm just letting you know that's not how the, any of this works, okay? Like, that's not how any of this works. Klaus Schwab, you never, there's no value in memeing Klaus Schwab either. There, you can't, he's universally hated. There isn't a, a huge fra- faction of Klaus Schwab supporters out there. And he's old. So, Klaus Schwab, you pretty much just wait for him to kick the bucket. He had three strokes last year. Do you understand? So, we don't accept uh, ideas. This isn't uh, this isn't a fucking karaoke uh, event. You know what I'm saying? We don't want to hear, and I love you guys, but we're professionals at what we do. We just ignore the shit out of the audience. Because there's an actual method to what we're doing. And we're super, super good at it. Um, and there's a reason that we do things the way we do them. Uh, and we we love the audience by the way we appreciate you i just want you to understand we're like a well-oiled machine right and that's what we do so we just keep fucking pop bop bop pop. and so there's there's uh we stay on target we've gotten better we've refined our skills for years and so that's what we do now you know what i mean yeah and like hogman says we don't play requests <laughs> it's true we don't play requests but that's where the, that's the fun of it also is you don't know what's coming. Like I know a, I know a project that the memers are working on right now. One, one, one group of the memers that is going to be so fucking funny and so offensive that we're all going to try not to piss our pants next week when it's playing. Wouldn't you rather just have it be a surprise where you just go, oh my God, I can't, where did this come from? So that's kind of what I'll tell you. So yeah, <laughs> yeah. You want to be on the meme team? You better have some serious skills. That's the other thing. I don't. I don't. I get a lot of you guys. You're well intentioned. You go, oh, how do I get in the meme room or how do I become a memeer? Start making memes. No, this isn't college. We're not going to teach you. Like it's literally, you better figure it out. Everybody, it's 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 one of those things where it's it's extremely laborious. It requires an incredible amount of skill, and you either walk in with able to contribute right away, or you're probably dead in the water. And that's just, it didn't used to be that way, but that's where we're at now. We've removed all the fucking degenerates and the talentless hacks. We've gotten rid of those people. And now we have this group of extremely skilled quality humans that crush it. And so, yeah, if you, if you want to learn how to do that, you probably going to have to, maybe you can convince somebody to, yeah, you guys don't understand how much time you're talking about here. You're talking about a lot of time dedication, hours and hours and hours to a single meme. So it's not what you might think it is. Like we're way past the floating heads, tracking poorly on bodies. I mean, we still do that kind of, but yeah. (laughs) Yeah, it's a, you better, you better show up already knowing how to hit a fastball or it ain't going to work. Oh, I love you guys. You're so funny. Uh, when will wrong, wrong dissent quit his campaign that hasn't openly started? Will he really make it as far as the debates? Glad you're enjoying spring break. I aspire to be that magnanimous. <laughs> um, When will he quit? Okay. The The pressure's coming because the the pressure for him to abandon whatever plan he had is very real because the funding is if if that donor class starts to go you can't win they're gonna pull the funding and that'll be the end of it that's number one will he make it as far as the debates god i hope so i think he's a fucking idiot i think it's gonna be funny i don't know if he will anymore though i don't have a lot of confidence in making it that far um Oop! dirty truth with some dirty jokes. Welcome back, dirty truth. They say that during sex, you burn off as many calories as running eight miles. Who the hell runs eight miles in 30 seconds? <laughs> oh, dirty. Why do walruses love a Tupperware party? They are always on the lookout for a tight seal. <laughs> dirty truth with the dirty jokes. We appreciate you, bro. Those were, those were solid. Those were solid. Those were good. Dirty truth, dirty jokes. Uh, Brendan my birthday is tomorrow March 18th my last year in my 50s yes I'm a boomer happy birthday Ann. it's Anne's birthday and uh, her birthday is March 18th happy birthday honey congratulations the big five nine it sounds like oh uh, boy this is a big one. okay Dilly unfortunately have the displeasure of living in Michigan with that said our governor uh, stretch and Gretchen they are about to pass 11 gun bills in the next few days Wow michigan will look a lot like california new york and chicago very soon we have and will continue to fight for our rights and we'll stand up to her bullshit of course however my request is your, your fantastic meme team up oh, don't do it it ain't gonna work nope sorry bud yeah i just wait unfortunately ain't gonna happen um keep hearing you you don't need memes you need fucking lawyers filing shit you need a state legislature backing you Okay, you guys, this is one of those things that memes can't solve a legislative problem. Say hello to the twenties and you keep doing what you're doing. We'll continue to support you. Thank you. Love you guys, appreciate you. But listen to me, you don't need memes. You need you need to absolutely have fucking rock star lawyers and state legislatures. And if you don't got that, you're fucked. You need to file lawsuits. You don't need any, memes will do you no good on this topic. You need Second Amendment lawyers who are ready to fight. And if you don't got those, you're pretty much dead in the water. Honest to God. So that's a tough one. Rick says, Roger that. Yep, appreciate you, Rick. Um, I was wondering why nobody has pointed out that John Cardildo wears a man girdle. Oh yeah, we know. (laughs) I know (laughs) we've seen that guy. He wears his, I know he's a scumbag. It is hilarious by the way. Yep. Isn't that cringy? Brutal. Um, Oh, Michelle says we can show her pics, but I don't have them loaded today. But what we'll do is we'll have her send us some more update pics and we'll uh, show those next time. That's cool now that I know I can show them. Great. Uh, Brendan, will the DOJ finally investigate, prosecute? I don't, dude. You're in a post-justice America. Uh, I don't believe anybody's doing shit until Donald Trump's back in office. And even then, it's really gonna boil down to who he appoints. Could there? Will there eventually be some type of justice? Yes. Fundamentally, yes. During Biden being in office, no. You'll have a bunch of congressional hearings that'll go nowhere. Because the Department of Justice and the FBI are corrupt. <clears throat> but I think I'm almost... T- I'm toast. I think I'm done, you guys. My, my voice is starting to go on me. I have to begin my Friday night with the kids. It's my last Friday with the kids while they're here. They leave on Sunday, so I'm going to enjoy them. But I'm done. God bless you. God bless America. And God bless our president, Donald J. Trump. I am author Brendan Dilly, And I'll be back on Monday at 12 p.m. Eastern for another episode of The Dilly Show. Until then... You know what? Before I say please, let's let's take it all back. Listen, please stay safe, okay? St. Patrick's Day, a lot of stupid motherfuckers drink and drive. It's what I consider an amateur holiday. Be careful out there. Enjoy your St. Patty's Day. Celebrate with friends. Celebrate with family. Be smart. Don't get in a fucking car if you have been drinking. Get an Uber. Leave your fucking keys at the house. Whatever you do, don't drink and drive tonight, okay? That's all I have to say about that. All right, you guys. God bless you. I will see all of you on Monday. Until then, let's keep taking it all back. See you, guys. But there is no way. This is the United States of America. We're not giving up our sovereignty to anybody. Fuck that. We came too close. Now we're going back the other direction. We're not going to get calmer as years go by. We're going to get more fired up. We're going to want more. I want more. This culture war you fucking idiots, is not, is not something about the just, oh, the next re-election. We want it all back. We want our schools back. We want our education. We want our higher education back. We want our banking back. We want our celebrity fucking entertainment industries back. We want our music back. We want our sports back. We're fighting for all of it. I won't stop until we have every fucking aspect of Americanism back and actually representing America. We're raising an entire generation of patriots right behind us who have the exact same attitude and thoughts and approach. We're raising children. You're aborting them, we're raising them. We're raising them to vote. We're raising them to recognize bullshit. We're training them to not trust the the, uh, government or the media. We're training them in weapons. We're training them in free speech. There's not a fucking thing the left can do about it. We're not going away. This is only the beginning. Globalism was a failed idea. That was the George Bush era Republican, righto, sellout, scumbag, globalist approach to things. This is a new America. This is a new America that resembles the old America, except for with a lot more wisdom. And you're just gonna have to get used to it, lefties. We're not going anywhere.